This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Cruz with the Comstock Report. Managing the unusual. Wednesday's WASDE report was a waste of taxpayer money to deliver inaccurate lagging news, extrapolated into inflated grain and soy carryover projections, all of which will eventually be shrunk to pipeline supply of near a billion bushels for corn and 100 million bushels for soybeans. The March 31st planning intentions report will gather a lot more respect by the trade and respective markets. USDA's forum predicted that farmers will plant 92 million acres of corn, 88 million acres of soybeans, and 48 million acres of wheat in 2022. That compares to 93.4 million acres of corn, 87.2 million acres of soybeans, and 46.7 million acres of wheat in 2021. USDA has historically been in the ballpark on projected planting intentions. These are intentions, and sometimes weather changes what gets planted from what was intended, but I do not have a big argument with the trend of what they forecast. Attempting to base opinions for planted acres on ratios and models may not work this year as well as in the past because the underlying conditions could be called unusual. First off, every crop that farmers could plant is priced where it should make money. All crops want and need acres with none to give up. The U.S. already has every good acre in production growing something. Any additional planted acres would come from poor quality marginal land with a higher cost of production. Marginal acres are marginal for a reason. Talk of opening CRP is just talk for this year. Most of the plain states are in drought conditions, so we'll opt for sorghum over corn. Wheat producers are a bit taken back by the disappearance of the cash market for wheat during the current turmoil. Commercials are planning massive deliveries of wheat against the May Chicago contract. A client told us that he had a basis contract with an elevator for wheat that when he went to price it, refused to buy it, saying they had suspended purchases. Why? Because their credit line was maxed out for margin calls and they could not hedge the purchase. So despite having a basis contract, they still would not buy it. Planted acreage, both total acreage planted into what crop is going to be locked into this year much more than usual by whatever crop inputs have been pre-purchased. It would be a logistical hurdle to overcome if someone wanted to significantly change cropping plans now. Farmers mostly hope that they can get what they paid for. How well that farmers manage their input costs could cause an unusual disparity in the cost of production and in some cases dictate what gets planted. Farmers with limited credit lines will have a hard time budgeting for corn. Farmers who have not bought their fertilizer yet will likely plant crops that require minimal fertilizer purchases. I read where a third of farmers wait until now to lock up inputs, and I question, given the turmoil in these markets, whether that is even possible today. Those that think that the old 2.4 ratio for soybeans versus corn acres is still relevant are living in the past. Typically, when the ratio was above 2.4, you tended to get more soybeans, and if below 2.2, you tended to get more corn. It was 2.315 today, so that would favor corn. Not this time. The cost of fertilizer will push acres to soybeans. Sorghum will also take acres that otherwise may have gone to corn. The primary loss of corn acres will be from corn on corn. Corn on corn economics is likely the worst ever versus a corn-soybean rotation. There are 20 million acres of corn on corn, mostly grown by livestock producers, 
were being incentivized to rotate to soybeans. I had been corn on corn for a number of years. I could not stomach growing eight to nine dollar soybeans. I began to transition a couple of years ago before rotation with no corn on corn in 2022. Just a 10% reduction in corn on corn, which would be two million acres, would more than constitute the reduction in corn acres that USDA is forecasting. There are three reasons why there'll be less corn on corn. The first is rootworm control has waned recently, with genetics and chemical programs unable to control high counts. There are too many worms needed to take a bite before they die, and those plants are damaged. They say the new rootworm control genetics are coming, but so is Christmas, and it may be a few Christmases away. The next reason is after multi-year corn on corn, there is a yield boost for rotated soybeans. Most farmers produce record soybean yields on soybeans grown following multi-year corn. The last reason is that the fertilizer shortage is going to last at least through 2023, and my 72 bushel per acre soybeans should produce a 72 pound nitrogen credit for corn. That is 72 pounds of nitrogen that I don't have to buy for my corn next year. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.